Welcome to Improvisations on Growth with Madhu Einsiedler, Business and Life Coach. My name is Adina Ahiri, Madhu's discussion companion, and it is my pleasure to guide you on a new episode striving to understand what we call our new normal. What does it mean to us right now and where it can lead us? This year's challenges emphasized an important aspect of our humanity, taking care of each other, watching for one another, and sharing. But what is sharing? Are some people more willing to share than others? What does sharing mean to you? Do you feel that we abide by certain unwritten rules about sharing that keep us from helping one another? Are these rules so ingrained that they shape how we act without us even noticing? Listen and explore what sharing means to you. Hello, Madhu. How, how are you? Hi, Adina. Good to see you. Good to hear you. How is it to live with this constant threat? It, it seems like this war news that you hear and it just you just continue hearing it. It sort of turns into a new normal. Oh yes, the states they're having a new high of infections. Oh yes, the, the, the virus is surging again. And so I think for me reading the news from over here, this sounds like a, a new normal state for the states, like record high numbers of infections. But how, how is it? I mean, you, you have been living with this for, I don't know, three, four months now? Yes, it has been a while. And I can't say I'm very fortunate because I don't, I, I can work from home and I can decide how much to uh, expose myself. Obviously, I, I need to go out and about. Um, the only thing I can say that it bothers, it makes me reflect personally, is just who is overseeing us. In, in, the, in the extent of what are the authorities doing? Are they really concerned with our health or they're concerned more with the economy and keeping things open and keeping things moving? So it's just something for me doesn't fit because uh, it feels like the, the whole situation hasn't been handled correctly to, to get where we are getting, to be seeing what we're seeing. So... It's really like a lot of, uh, you were asking me how to you live with the thread. I think it's a, a little bit of uh, accepting the, the helplessness again. And it just try to focus on the good stuff and the things I can actually control and do. And maybe every day I'm happy I don't see any symptoms. So we're going back a lot to what we were talking in the previous podcast. I'm going to jump a little to something else because we are talking about this new normal that to me it sounds a little backwards in the sense of instead of getting even closer and helping each other and maybe hugging more and maybe doing more with our world, 
we are forced to go a little bit to do the opposite, to distance ourselves, to be cautious, to be, to separate, to put like distance in between us, not, not to shake hands. All this makes me think of not connecting. Maybe, maybe only on a physical level, but it doesn't mean we cannot connect in other ways. But I remember last time you were, you used the, the words true innovation in the context of is this change, is the virus bringing true innovation? And I remember we were talking about it and I was hoping in your opinion, you could describe what true innovation means to you. What is your vision of a truly innovated world? I'd say for me, true innovation is, as probably for everybody, based on my value system. This is how I would define true innovation. And like every, every piece of my definition of true innovation is soaked with my value system. So true innovation for me would be... You know, I, I truly believe, and there are a lot of studies out there who confirm my belief that we are not living in a scarce world, that we don't need to compete for resources, that as a world together, there is more than enough food, water, clean air, money, just everything that we would need. It's just distributed in a really wicked and dysfunctional way. And true innovation for me would mean we as humans would need to develop, basically make a jump forward in our development, a leap forward in our development so that we can see in what kind of rich world we are living, in what kind of abundance we are really living in. And that by sharing this abundance, it's not that sharing means I have been less than before, but sharing means that we enjoy this together and so it's more than we have before. So like a tiny little example, we have um, neighbors that, that we befriended, a couple, and we help each other out. So they're watering our plants, we water their plants, um, we invite each other for dinner, and they have a rooftop pool. And uh, they gave us a key, and they say, well, come up, and whenever you want to swim, use our rooftop pool, because it's just the two of us, and why don't you come and, and use the pool so, because it's, it sits there anyways. And for, for me, this is a, a tiny little example of sharing, because what, what's happening is we can go up there, we are there for like half an hour, we have a nice chat, we swim and maybe have a coffee together. So the sharing is not that they can use their pool less. 
the sharing is that together we're creating more, more time, more smiles, more laughs, and more essence. We, we, we talked about what's the essence of life in our last podcast. And, and for, for me, this is part of the essence that I can feel there. And now with, uh, with my dad gone, uh, when, when I'm with my, my mom, then I started inviting people for coffee and, and snacks so that my mom is, is not so lonely and that she kind of social ties because that's not one of her, her strengths to do that. And it's just nice to have people around in the house. And besides, I know that my dad would love that. So, um, but this is, this is what I mean. So I think somehow we got this idea that sharing means that one needs to give up something, but that's not what it is. It's opening up and enjoying what is there together. And so we create, we create even more. This is the potential that I see now with this COVID-19 crisis. And this is the shift that I see that we could take if we wouldn't be too, if we wouldn't be so scared and run away and do more of the old same, old same stuff. Um, so yeah, the, I think that the truest innovation for me would be a shift in the mind that we could actually see, see the abundance that this earth is holding for us. Where do you think this fear is coming from? The way you're explaining it, it's so simple. And yet, we don't see enough of it around. So, what is this fear? Why don't people share more then? That, that's a good question. I think it's beliefs that are so ingrained in our systems. I mean, I grew up with the belief there are two things in life that you don't share. That's the car and your wife. Okay, obviously that comes from my dad. <laughs> as, as, as we have talked before, he, he has, he had, he had simple rules for life. And this was one, one rule. Uh, friendship ends where money begins. Be really clear what you do with your money because it, it affects your friendships. The, those beliefs and, and rules of life or values are so deeply ingrained and that it's really tough to overcome them. I mean, I, I, I feel this myself. Like, we, we had the situation where the car of our neighbor broke down. My husband is just really good at this. And he was like, well, you can use our car. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, this is one rule of life. You don't share your car. And, and I really felt how this was just popping up. The first moments I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We, we cannot share our car. And, and, and what if, you know, he, I don't know, doesn't pay the, the, the gasoline or if, if he you know, makes a car 
and what whatever. It's like thousands of worries that that were rushing into my head. And by now I can listen to those worries and a lot of times, not all the times, but a lot of times know that, okay, that's just noise in my head and not listen to them um, and turn my attention towards the here now. But it, it takes an effort. Fortunately, so my husband knows that. And so he's like, hey, we're fine. I'm taking care of it and we, we can share the car. So it, you, you just need to overcome those those old ingrained fears and they and they have been around you know from for, for centuries really um, being passed on so so this is how our society is built competition is it the survival of the fittest is it I mean these are the thoughts that are so deeply ingrained Thank you for listening to Madhu's podcast. I hope that our discussions have helped construct your own vision as to what true innovation means and how you can contribute to a better world. Do you agree that it takes an effort to overcome fears based on deep ingrained beliefs and rules of life? Also, have you noticed how often we are not prepared to make this effort? You are welcome to share your conclusions with Madhu by emailing her at madhu.ainseedler.at or leave your feedback on her social media on Facebook and LinkedIn. Until next time, live fearless and share more.